Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Well, what's up, folks? This is indeed the Pop 6. You heard the music again, and we're talking Marvel again, and we told you we were going to do this last week. I tweeted out from at jmartzone the list that we put together. We're doing a draft, and we talked a lot about drafts as of late. The NFL draft and certainly the NBA draft lottery, which continues to make no sense to me why the top prospects are there in attendance for not even looking at ping pong balls. They were watching a dude in a suit open up envelopes with NBA logos on them. It was amazing what has happened. But never forget, sports is a business. Sports is entertainment. We talk about entertainment on this podcast. Joined by Brad Wills, the program director here at 1045 The Zone. Joined by Titans Radio executive producer, Rep Bryan. I'm Jason Martin. Marvel. First off, the Avengers Endgame podcast was a whole lot of fun, and it went down some weird tangents where we started making fun of people's names. <laughs> And I've still done it all week. Randomly, there have been Carol Danvers moments. Carol Danvers could be mentioned on this very episode because, and there are certain rules that we're going to have to sort of agree upon that we haven't necessarily done yet. First off, there's three of us, so we've got to figure out a different way to do the order. So what I've brought up is a random number generator online where you set a minimum and maximum limit, and it sets a random number for you. So I'm just going to say maybe like, between one and a hundred, and okay. then we'll all three pick numbers, and then I'll hit random number, and we'll see who's closest, and that's how we'll figure out one through three. All right. I was trying to come like up with it. a way to do that. We have a list of all the heroes on one page. Then we have all the main villains or the antagonists that matter on the second page. Heroes and other people that would make sense on that side. And then some wild card selections from the Marvel Television universe not a whole lot of them just the very very top of the top and those don't even have to be picked but they're there in case you want to use them what i knew guys is that there are a whole lot i'm just going to go ahead and say it there's an ass load of characters (laughs) in the marvel cinematic universe should be a standard of measurement (laughs) it really should i mean gene steratore could use a four by six index card to determine what's an ass load of yards On Sunday Night Football. A bunch of cards. (laughs) But there's a whole lot of people. And so this, I have no idea where people are going to go. I think I know where Rhett would go if he got the first pick. Outside of that, I don't really know. And you guys might know that Korg would be my first pick. I mean, no, but I mean. Quality. he's, He's definitely fantastic. But, all right. So, going into this, how interested are you to see where the rest of us go when we get to the end of this draft? Fascinated. I, I think that there are multiple first-rounders in this, and so I think that uh, you know you could get on an interesting run and get quite the, uh, quite the collection of Marvel heroes. Um, I, I don't think there's, honestly, I don't think there's a wrong answer unless the answer is Korg for the first overall pick, <laughs> as much as I like Korg, yeah. and, and he's very well-deserving. Uh, but I, I don't think you could really go wrong, and that, to me, is what's so fascinating about what I think, what I want to see, what you guys do. Well, I yeah, the the line of thought I have is I'm interested to see what all of us think are flyer picks in the later rounds. And yeah, we considering also, we just got the list from you, and you were very generous and kind to put this list together, but I would have liked to have had this list like last week so yeah. I could set my draft board like Coach Mack talked. Yeah, well, I think it's better for just to see it, be like, oh, I forgot about this. Oh, I forgot about this, mm-hmm. as opposed to having all that much time to plan. Right. I think that's Organic. the spontaneity of it's sure. going to make it. Um, a little bit better. Now, not only are we going to be the drafters, we're also going to be the Mel Kuypers and the Todd McShays that are going to react to all the picks. And so whoever wants to be John Gruden in this moment can just say, I like that pick. It's a really good pick <laughs> because he's trying to direct a Marvel film because right. it would be the same difference as trying to get back into the uh, NFL. And it's really interesting watching Game of Thrones now with over 200,000 signatures on a petition demanding HBO remake the final season because of people's disdain for how it's gone. It's amazing the reaches of pop culture and still everyone seems to love Endgame 
universally in the Marvel Cinematic Universe maybe has never been hotter than it is right now. I think Spider-Man Far From Home is going to make a ton of money straight off the heels of Endgame, especially if you... Anybody see Endgame again this week? Or have you still stuck I at three? I have not had a chance. Stuck at three. Yeah, I'm stuck at one, and I'm, I'm very I'm, ashamed I may go that. Saturday. I'm thinking about maybe going Saturday as well. My schedule with doing these two Fox shows early on Saturday and Sunday kind of changes it, but Abby is in arkansas all weekend long with her mother and so i've got an opportunity that i need to take advantage of to see it for the third time thing i've been fascinated by there's a new amc theater in murfreesboro with the reserved seating the stones river theater once you go reserved seating there's just no going back once you go to the reclining seats and you know and let me tell you this when my daughter and i saw it me first time her second time dolby yeah once you see it dolby you can't see it in anything it's like playing in a video game chair and it it rumbles. I, ma- I might have to. I might and have it's to see reclining it in Dolby too. This it's time, fantastic. But I've been amazed. At, <laughs> I've looked at some showings, thinking I might go check them out, and I've been amazed at how full these showings are at all times of the day. All right, even two weeks, three weeks, re- you know, removed from the release. I think it's a lot of people watching it again. I think so. Um, interestingly enough, we discussed this on the wake ups on Thursday morning, and I almost just took my headphones off and left the studio. Uh oh. And my reaction was, how old and antique is your show? When Kevin Ingram said, who is John Wick? When I was trying to explain it to him, he didn't know who John Wick was <laughs> until I mentioned him. I'm like, uh, what are you talking about, Kevin? Kevin had never heard of the film franchise before. Jonathan Schaefer had never watched one of the John Wick films. He's just like, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch the other ones. Can you watch the third one without it? And I'm like, Schaefer. It's like three and a half hours to be fully caught up. You're not catching up on eight seasons of Game of Thrones. I'm asking you to watch half of a WWE pay-per-view. And you'll be ready to go see John Wick 3. And my review was up at the Big Six blog a couple of days ago. And look, if you like the most preposterous deaths of all time and a weird mythology in this universe, it's Fast and the Furious is what it is. Those are the two franchises. The more ridiculous they get, seemingly the better they get. I never want to enter a library again. I told you that, Rhett. Just in the first five minutes. So these deaths end like Mortal Kombat video games only on steroids. It's so stylistically beautiful to watch. It's They're amazing movies. They are not for kids, and it, there are almost no language in it. So I'm just going to say this. I'm at the screening, and there are not one, but at least two infants in this movie. Oh, no. And I'm like, let me tell you something. You wanted to come see this free movie on screening night, so you stood out all night getting to, you know, waiting to be let in because you're not a media member, so you have to be there seven hours early, so you're there with your kid. <laughs> if you want to do that, think twice about having a kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> or get a babysitter. That's ridiculous because, of course, these kids are screaming their heads off while John Wick uses a library book to impale a guy through the throat. Like, yes, I'm sure that that probably did traumatize the child. Well, they can't afford a babysitter. That's why they're at a screening. Well, at some point, you... It's just loud and have banging children, and... You have to decide, like, am I over my selfish stage? Yeah. You know? And it's like, if you're not over the selfish stage, then maybe you just don't, you know, you don't... Or, or once you have the kid... Yeah. Or once you have the kid, you say, hey, maybe it's time to change the way I do some things. And I don't take an infant to see John Wick. I mean, how about just don't take an infant to see anything? Only thing worse than that is taking Bob Ross. I'll just leave it at that. I'm going to tell you what that means. That's totally out of context. You will not Total understand what it means. Joke. You will never. You know what? There might be two or three people that would understand what I'm saying out there. Yeah, I mean, if if Bob, it's a very small circle. If, if Bob Ross clapped incessantly and made jokes that no one thought, and was every funny. once in a while in random places, just ha ha. <laughs> now a lot more people probably know what we're talking about. All right. Anyway, so this Marvel Cinematic Universe draft. We're going to do 15 rounds, and so let us go ahead and decide. Do you think 1 to 100 is enough, or is it too much? Should we do 1 to 50? Should we do 1 to 1,000? 1 to 1,000 would be just ridiculously unnecessary. Let's just do 1 to 100. Okay, I think 1 to 100 probably works. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. We're making 15 picks, right? So you guys write down a number, or I just wrote down fifteen numbers that has nothing to do with that. But <laughs> I just, I, I just need it to be so. Like, if oh, you crap. say your number, I'm not just gonna like go ahead of you. I just want to see what your numbers are. I'm just gonna write randomly on the back of this sheet of paper with mine, and 
that way all right it doesn't affect me either my number's been turned in circa match game you know slide it Ding. forward the little light comes on gene rayburn microphone yes, that's indeed. just entirely too thin and long the ultra stick mic let's go to charles nelson riley <laughs> speaking of shows that and are old. fanny flag yes fanny flag <laughs> Can't do anything without Nipsey Russell. Any flag. All right, so I've got my number written down. Got mine. Yep. Okay, so the random number generator. The random number is 51. I almost went with 52, but I was just like, it's too easy. Should have done it. So 23. All right, so you are 28 off. Okay. I'm 72, so I'm 21 off. And this ain't Price is Right. You can go over. Dang it. Rhett. Number nine, Steve McNair. I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, but it doesn't help me here. But I also appreciate that you're the third pick. <clears throat> but so the interesting thing is I think your pick is – who you would have taken number one is still going to be there at three. Oh, I so think so, gonna too. So you're going to get a value out of that. I am. Because we are going to snake this This thing, is my right? Jeffrey Simmons. Are we, gonna, are we going are we to snake, snake it or are we going to do one, two, three, one, two, three? Ooh. That's, again, the rules that we probably should right. have agreed upon. Okay. All so right. what, how do how you about think this? about this? We're going to flip a coin. Okay. We'll flip a coin. We're flipping an online coin just yeah, like we picked up. I got the online this coin. This is technology. Oh, okay. So heads, we snake it. Yep. Tails, it's one, two, three, one, two, three. Okay. All right. Coin's being flipped. What do we say? Heads, snake it. It's tails. So it's one, two, three, one, two, three. Okay. I All guess right. because we have such few, there's no reason to give somebody <laughs> back-to-back picks. Yeah. Man, this sucks because I'm number one. Number one overall. And there really are two choices for me here. Korg is not one of them. <laughs> what do you mean? And how are we looking at this? We're not necessarily looking at it from terms of the performance. We're looking at it in terms of importance to the universe. I think everything weighs I think in. It, I, think I think it think does, too. I think you could make your case. I think you could make your case for you know um, an actor just nailing the role. I think you can make a case for importance to storyline. Uh, I, I think everything's on the table. What's interesting to me is I think there are two choices for number one for me. One of them has much better standalone films as a whole than the other one does. But the other one, I think with the exception of Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter, and to me the best is Heath Ledger as the Joker. In terms of just iconic film performances in recent years, it's hard to go against, I'm going to do it like Dennis Miller, it's hard to go against Bob Downey. So I, I don't think I have a choice but to go with Tony Stark, especially after the sacrifice made in Endgame. So I'm going to take Iron Man with the first pick. Good pick. And it's, I mean, it's, I think it's one of two. I think Rhett would include a third based on just listening to him last week. Oh, yeah. But I just, I find it hard to go against. I mean, the performance, the fact that there's probably no MCU without that performance, the growth of that character, the the beautiful way that they finished it off, I, I feel confident in that pick. I think it's a, a if if there were such a thing as a unanimous number one from the MCU, I, I I think that Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark and Iron Man is probably as close as it gets to a unanimous yeah. number one overall pick. Yeah, we talked about it at length in the first episode of this series and if you haven't heard it yet block out some time first of all and second of all go go like subscribe wherever you do that <clears throat> but absolutely without him again coming out of his personal demons to find himself again as a fine fine actor i don't think this thing is as big a deal as it currently is without his performances and i would totally agree he'd be the number one pick i can't imagine anybody else playing that character like, I've been trying to think about that for a week. If it hadn't been Robert Downey Jr., who would have been a great Iron Man? I don't know. But, I mean, at the time, we didn't think Robert Downey Jr. necessarily made that nope. sense. And, well, it does. So, Iron Man. Number right. one pick. So, <laughs> Team Brad Willis so is I on the clock. pick number two. And I'm going to just flat out say... Had I had the number one overall pick, I'd have done the same thing that you just Sure. Did. I was hoping that 
that somehow would miraculously fall to me at number two, and 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 understandably it didn't. So, wait, when, wait, let me let me let me cut you off real quickly, sure. just to so that we don't get too far away from it. I looked up other people that were in consideration to be Iron Man. Oh, okay. Tom Cruise. No, no. was almost cast. Wouldn't have worked. Hugh Jackman was almost cast. I think Wolverine just too good. Nicholas Cage would have been a disaster. He was almost cast. Oh, that would have been campy Sam and- Rockwell. No. Better than the others, but I still don't think that works. Timothy yeah. Oliphant. I don't know that that fits. I could see Rockwell. I think Rockwell can because he can talk fast, and yeah. I think that that's part of it. Miles Teller is somebody that they've looked at for the future. These are people that weren't considered. Let's see who else was actually Tom considered. Cruise would have looked like a fire plug in that suit. They had to shoot him all from his feet. <laughs> <laughs> The other, the Why number one, the, the number sky? one, well, the number one guy that this website suggests that could play it is John Hamm, which is intriguing to me, especially considering John Slattery, also from Mad Men, is Howard mm-hmm. Stark. But no, I, I, I just don't think it's anybody, um, other than that. And I've, John Krasinski was also considered for somebody that we're about to speak about. I think, but go ahead, Brad. So having Iron Man off the board. And, and looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and looking at how Endgame wrapped up the Avengers storyline and um, and so many different things that go along with that, and and basically looking at the, the foundational elements of the story over the last 11 years, I think I'm left with no choice. Yeah, you're a jingoist. At, at pick number two. To go with Captain America. Yep. Steve Rogers. American um, exceptionalism. Yes. I I think that when you're talking uh, about uh, actor in role, I think he, he grew into that role in a way that maybe I, maybe I didn't expect that he would. I, I, think, I thought he was more polished every time uh, he played the role. I think that um, from a standpoint of just the – the comic character, it's vitally important to the storyline. I thought they handled it well from the jump. I thought they finished it well. And so Captain America is my number one pick uh, first round. John Krasinski was almost Captain America. Um, Ryan Phillippe, Garrett Hedlund, and even Sebastian Stan, who would become Bucky Barnes, oh, yeah. were all considered before Chris Evans got this gig. So that's those those first two went exactly how I thought they would, and I'm pretty sure I know where three is too. Yeah, because um, I heard you say it last week. Yeah, absolutely, and I may make a fatal mistake here because I know probably who should be three, but for me, it's Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk. Yep, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's really not. I think um, I think Hulk's iconic. Yeah, Hulk's iconic in a way that some characters who are in the kind of the, the big six, you know, the Avengers, he's iconic in a way that some aren't. I mean, there are people who are incredibly familiar with the Incredible Hulk who have never heard of a Hawkeye, who have never yeah. heard of, uh, you know. So, yeah, I mean, um, I think that's a, that's a pretty good play. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, given that both characters, spoiler alert, are morphed, Together in this thing in Endgame. Yeah, it was really good. In I think that ups my cause for being my number one pick. Uh, I agree. I despite think that I'm biased, and he's gotten better. <laughs> like his character has improved, and like in Ragnarok, you saw a different level of what they could do with him. And then in Endgame, Ruffalo's able to play both sides of it. Joaquin Phoenix, they gauged his entrance before settling on Mark Ruffalo. You said something when when Infinity War came out, mm-hmm. and you said. I'm not really sure how Ruffalo's playing this. He he almost comes off as kind of like stilted in his lines, like he doesn't like almost like yeah. he doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah. And I in in going back and watching that, I agreed with you. And then I thought, I think I figured out how he's playing it. He's playing it as a guy who's been the Hulk for however long he's been the Hulk. He hasn't been forming coherent sentences. You know, he hasn't been kind of himself for whatever, three, four years. I think that was the storyline. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I remembered when you said that, I went back and watched Infinity War getting ready for Endgame, and I thought, I think I get it now. I think that's what he's going for. Now it gets interesting. Yes, it does. And mm, because the problem here is the kind of most most expected <laughs> number four 
I mean, two of those standalone films aren't ones I have any need to watch. One I haven't seen, <laughs> and one I'm probably never going to watch again. Now, the third standalone film is the biggest surprise in all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, probably. And he's been great in the pictures where he's been with Guardians and when he's been as part of the Avengers. But there's other people I look at and I'm like, hmm, I really like them. And I don't know if they're still going to be sitting there in the third round. And that's what I, I don't want to reach and take somebody that would still have been there for me. I don't. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm still going to take Thor, even though I just Ragnarok. The work in the ensemble pictures outdoes sort of the forgettable first two films. I just think it's insane, and and the Guardians tie-ins and all, and just how Hemsworth has grown into that role. I feel like it's just too easy. The other people considered Tom Hiddleston, who of course would become Loki, Joel Kinnaman, who was in The Killing, and he's done some things on Netflix, and Charlie Hunnam, who's best known for playing Jax Teller on Sons of Anarchy. Um, and was in Pacific Rim as well. Those were other guys that were considered to play Thor. Let me put it to you in a uh, Titans type of uh, reasoning for you, going to bat for you here. In the 2016 draft, John Robinson didn't have a fourth-round pick. So with the first pick in the third round, he took a guy named Kevin Byard. Mm -hmm. That worked out okay. He did fine here. You're not reaching. Okay. I mean, I didn't think that was a reach. I, there a was reach. somebody else that I could have but, reached for, a couple people that I still think one of them will still be there for my next pick. So the well, question was, was it a gamble? How big of the, was the gamble if he's there in round We'll three? find out because right. if one of you, Mass and Gil Consainers, takes who I want, <laughs> wow. that's going to be my, my, my response. <clears throat> well, Holy Moses. <laughs> I'm glad you took Thor. Thor, I had very high on my list. I know you're going to do this to me, and I'm just, I hate I you might. for it. I might, and this I'll tell you. This is chicken duck revenge <laughs> no, no, right here. It might be. I, 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 as I'm going through and I'm wondering what you might do, Thor is, is kind of 1A on my list. So you took Thor off, off of my board, and understandably so. I'm a bigger fan of Thor today than I was in, in film one, film two, The Avengers. He, he went from a stuffy, um, medieval type character to one that's eccentric and laughable and fun and yep. dropping and has a dad bod now yes yes um so i'm actually glad you took thor you made my next pick a little easier oh boy you're gonna do this to me here we go so i think once you get past captain america mm-hmm. iron man mm-hmm. thor mm-hmm. the incredible hulk mm-hmm I'm not so sure that the main six are like I agree. top picks anymore. I agree. I think we may be looking a little bit to the future. Yep. I think we may be looking to some Avengers who will continue on. And I, I think that I think that when I I'm trying to I'm trying to give this away without giving it away, but there's a lot of chatter that this character is going to be put in the position of becoming the next Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And I think as part of that and part of the fact that it's an iconic character, I've yep. got to pick Spider-Man. That's who I almost took. Peter that Parker. Was, that was who I almost took. The only thing was there's so much yet to be determined <laughs> about that character that we don't know yet. Now, I trust them, and I think that they're going to get it right. And I think they finally found the right guy to play that role. I think they've got him at the right age. Right. That's, that's the key. Yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen Spider Man where he's in college, and we've seen Spider Man where he's he's got a job, and we've you know we've seen you know into the Spider Verse where there are eight different versions of Spider Man. But I'm 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 very I'm very fond of of uh, Tom Holland's portrayal of Peter Parker. Yeah, and I think that I think there's a very high ceiling on it. If I had taken Spider Man, would you have taken Thor? Yes. Okay, so one of those two. Yep. Okay. I was I was locked in on those two picks. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Very solid draft so far. Don't this do don't do this to me, Rhett, because I've got another guy, another woman. Well, I can tell you person. right now, Clint Barton is not going to sell me a used car. <laughs> Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, I love to death, but I'm going with the king of vibranium. I'm going with the Black Panther King mm-hmm. T'Challa. That's an interesting one, and that's I mean he's going to have a large future as well. We that's, know this. He's actually 
uh, that's the next name I had on my list. So he's he, he, crafty move there. That's not who I was going to go with, but interesting. I think he would have been right after this person. I'm not going with Clint Barton <laughs> either, and I really like Black Widow a lot. But I'm going with Scott Lang. Ah, see now, now you've now you've turned the tables on me. I'm I'm going with. I felt like he was super important to Endgame. I think that those two films are both wildly entertaining. I think Paul Rudd is really good in the role. I think that they're underrated. They're the ones people might have overlooked that didn't make the money. I think that they deserve to make. And so I have no problem taking crap bag to open the third round. <laughs> if you have trouble remembering that, it's, just think of a bag of crap. <laughs> it's good play. It's got me really rethinking things now. So now it gets really fascinating. You start to look at And remember, I keep this in mind. Yes. We have a list of villains as well. That's right. Yep. Well, and it's funny you say that. I have one villain highlighted in orange. I have one that I know I want, and the rest of them, mm, I don't know, and I'm sure it's the exact same one. So I highlighted, I had two colors. I had orange, which were kind of like my top-level picks. Yeah, Tennessee Vols. It's just, just the first, it's just the first, the first highlighter I grabbed. Mm-hmm. Then I had a yellow highlighter, gold, if you will, mm-hmm. and that's kind of my, my second level. Well, you have potted the player. This you're. I you shouldn't have your told draft. you this. I should, you have. I shouldn't have told you. I should have just left it alone yeah. and then done what I was going to do anyway. Well, what's a, maybe I still will. What's a good guy without a bad guy, right? Right. And what's a bad guy without kind of being the the most powerful bad guy that you could come up with? Oh, okay, that's not actually who I thought. Never mind. I here's the here's the thing. When I've watched Infinity War and Endgame. I have become a huge, huge, huge fan of Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Going all the way back to the Goonies. I mean, we've, we're obviously familiar with his work, and then, and and he played Cable at Deadpool two. And I mean, he's 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 good, phenomenal actor. I think I'm going to go with Thanos. I'm fine with that. I think pick. Uh, I think pick number. What would that be? Three for me. Yeah, Thanos. Got to have a bad guy. <laughs> Got to have a bad guy. Should have had Kaharski in the draft. We would have had our own bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rhett. Uh, I am going to take a guy that, depending on how you look at him early on, could have been a, a face or a heel in this thing, certainly a heel. I'm going to take Thor's brother, Loki. Yeah, that's not a bad pick. And he's about to have his own series. Um, He's one that's kind of come around. Like, at times he's been... He's sort of a frenemy kind of character. Sure. And I think that those are important, and there are a couple of people that I think could work there. Gosh. He's a guy you don't want your daughter dating. I don't know if I can go. I don't know if I should take this guy Mm. or if I feel confident enough to leave this guy behind and wait one more round and risk a mistake. Give us a hint. (laughs) Yeah, that's a smart idea. That's a brilliant idea. Let me snake you on that one. (laughs) I'm going to take Black Widow now. I think now's the time. Um, one, Scarlett Johansson. That doesn't hurt. Two, she was fantastic when she arrived. She was awesome in The Winter Soldier, which until Endgame was by far my favorite Marvel film. And I think it's sort of disrespectful that she's on the board this late, so I'm going to go ahead and take her off, and I'm going to risk losing the other one that I wanted here. Mm. So that was not the original pick. No. Okay. I'm going to go with um I'm going to go with a character that I didn't know much about beforehand. Hmm. One that really has at least on his face has no superpower. He's half Terran. It's Peter Quill, Star-Lord. Yeah, yeah I I thought I wondered how how long he would be there. That's not where I was headed, but man, that's you talk about a surprising franchise. That joint. I'm really hoping that two things have happened. I'm really hoping that after Endgame, that that uh, Gamora is still in existence. 
wherever she may be. Yep. I'm hoping that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is, is really the search for Gamora. And I'm hoping that Thor is part of that. Yeah. Like Lebowski I think, I think it's very possible. Yeah. That would be a tremendously funny film if they do it right. Which I think we can kind of say, yeah, they'll probably do it, it right. It could be, you know, every every Marvel film kind of has like its own genre. Like like Spider-Man was like 80s, Homecoming was mm-hmm. like 80s teen comedy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I could see, you know, let's call it Asgardians of the Galaxy, could almost be like The Hangover. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like buddy comedy, mystery, how do we trace our steps back kind of thing. Yeah, quest film. Love it. Yeah, love it too. Rhett? Uh, you know, he's in round four and he's just sitting here. I'm going to take Hawkeye. Yeah. You got to take old Clint Clint Barton. Barton. Make sure you get that 85 Celica for a good deal. Indeed. You get Hawkeye and you get Ronan. 500 down weekly payments. Would you agree? I mean, does he get both since it's the same guy? Yeah. 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 It's a very good point. Bargain deal. All right. I'm going to page two. Page two. I'm so glad you did that. Good day. Wait a second. God Am bless I? him. Paul Harvey. You've now you've made me think. No, I'm Good still day. going. I'm still going here. I'm taking Killmonger from Black Panther. I'm taking mm. Michael B. Jordan's character. That is phenomenal. That is one of my that was one of my bad guy picks. I will admit that to you. I had him as someone to take note of. That's that's a solid pick. To me, he's the best villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe from a performance perspective and it, his motivations made sense. In Black Panther, I think the thing that made Black Panther so good was his performance matched with the other side. So many of these Marvel films turn out to be you against a bigger version of you. Like the first Iron Man was another right. robot, Obadiah Stane. The first Hulk with, or, you know, the Hulk with Ed Norton was a bigger Hulk. Like stuff like used to drive me insane. <clears throat> Killmonger made sense. They gave him a storyline, and the performance was made him a sympathetic fantastic. character. I mean, yes. a guy who you actually had to conflict. You're like, I yes. get where he's coming from. On yes. This. Yeah. So that's me in round five. All right. I think I'm back on the hero kick. Uh, even though I, I picked a hero last time. Uh, the Captain America passing of the torch, I think, is one that will end up being important. Mm-hmm. And so mm. I vote for Falcon, Sam Wilson. That's, that is Daniel Jones right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you think it's too I high? Think, I think it's a little fast, but maybe not. I, uh, I'm glad you – I thought you were going a different direction. So did I. I'm still thinking this direction my hopefully fifth still round, exists for me. Well, my fifth round pick, since we're talking about Steve Rogers, his old service buddy, Bucky Barnes, yeah, like the Winter Soldier. One of my favorite characters because of the Brewbreaker stuff. And my guy is still sitting there. See? You've hung in. Can he make it another round? I mean, how is Nick Fury still on the board? He's I, not anymore. I mean, think about pick. all that I, he covers and all that he's been a part of. I have him and, right here on my list. Couldn't agree more. So I'm going Nick Fury right there. I'm running to <laughs> hand this to Roger Goodell to mispronounce. <laughs> Nick Fury. Nick Fury. Nick, Nick Furry. Furry. <laughs> well done. Furry. Well done. Oh. Brad's awfully quiet. Yeah. yeah see, now it becomes less See, Brad obvious. Willis only has two minutes left on the clock. He must be entertaining a trade. The band is still playing on the stage because <laughs> I have not even turned in the card. Um... Will be available for a while, I would think. I really, I mean, I've I've got two, and I honestly think that I could sit on both of them. They would still be available later. Mm-hmm. Let's. Let's go with Doctor Strange. Yeah, I figured that would not last very much longer. Good pick. Very underrated film in terms of just a lot of people I think overlooked it. It made decent money, but... It's another one in the in the line of 
Guardians of the Galaxy. You you didn't rush out to see it if you didn't know, or you were screening them, it like me, like a Spider Man. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But very good. I like that pick. Thanks. All right. I think it's time to head to um, a little sorcery in this deal. Mm, in the sixth you. round, I want the Scarlet yeah. Witch. I was going to take her to start the next round, so good timing if you wanted her. She's about to get her spinoff series as well. Wanda whatever, WandaVision or whatever they're calling it. Mm-hmm. WandaVision. Sounds like it sounds really bad. As a name. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to WandaVision. WandaVision. This picture was shot in WandaVision. That's exactly what yeah. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. This film was made in color on WandaVision. So see, now it gets really interesting. Because now it's just, I don't know if it's just your favorites or what you do here. But I'll tell you somebody that I didn't realize was just going to be as fun as it turned out to be. And she's the other kind of frenemy character alongside Loki, and that's Nebula. Hmm. And so that's where I'm going is Karen Gillan. Um, did not think that she was going to become the character that she became. And I think without Endgame, no way am I making this pick. But with Endgame, I have no problem making this pick at this point. I'm going to go with one <clears throat> that some might say is a stretch for, what are we in now? Round seven. seven. Some might say it's a stretch for the seventh round, but I'm going to give you my logic. This actress made this role, for me, matter in a way that it probably wouldn't have had anybody else played it. And, 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 and I guess the reason that I say that is because, in my mind, she gave the conscience and the heart and soul to Tony Stark, and that's Pepper Potts. Gwyneth she was Pops great. Out. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's low down, like, written on the list, and that's just because she's not exactly a superhero. She's not. And, but, no, I agree. I think without Pepper, he doesn't do what he does in Endgame, first of all. Um, I mean, I like it. Plus, I like the performance. So I've got no problem with the Pepper Potts pick in one, two, three, four. Was it seventh round? Mm-hmm. All right. I need to go to the dark side here. Hmm. And who better to watch the bad guys than an ultimate mastermind bad guy himself? I'm going Obadiah Stane in round seven. Jeff Bridges. Love Jeff Bridges. Me too. He's another one of those, my my robot is bigger than yours villains. So I would never have taken him personally. But I do like him as a villain. I like him as a seventh round pick. Yes, I think he's very very good value pick at this point. Not as easy in eighth in the eighth round. No, that list is starting to collapse a little bit. It really is. I think I am going to go. With Rocket, Bradley Cooper as the raccoon in Guardians. And that's probably not usually my style, but that role has really worked. I had Rocket in Orange. I had Rocket as kind of first-level picks. I, I, I skirted around him thinking I could make him last. I think it's a great I think I think that that character... That character, to me, in a lot of ways, made Guardians of the Galaxy. In a way, when I watched the trailers, I thought it might wreck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first saw him, I'm like, this sound, this looks ludicrous yeah. at this point. And, and it didn't. So I'm going to stay in space. Um, some of the, the most hilarious lines that have been uttered over the last handful of films have been uttered by this character. And... Um, and really, it comes down to the fact that this person can't speak in anything except absolutes, and that's Drax the Destroyer. I see, I, that was my other. I was picking between the two of them, and man, that's, Batista is good in that. Dave role. Batista, the, in 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 the scene in um, Infinity War, when they look over and they say, "How long have you been standing there?" and he says, 
An hour. <laughs> <laughs> I've mastered the art of standing so incredibly still that my I cannot be seen to the naked eye. Mm. Uh, you know, that and, you know, the, where's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Yeah. You know, like, it's just, you know, he, he has some of the greatest lines um, that have been written over the last handful of years. And, you know, I'm, I'm a... I'm a big fan of a of a pro wrestler that can make it in acting, and he certainly kind of found his yeah. his, his world. So. No, I, I like it. Like I said, it was between him and Rocket, and they're both so funny and valuable in different ways. I um, I like this guy in Guardians of the Galaxy, strong arm, an enforcer. I'm going Yandu Udanta. Hmm. Actually, I thought that was the best part of the second film. Yes. Was the redemption story of Michael Rooker, who I like anyway. I like Michael Rooker in just about anything. But that, I like it. I like it, and I actually put him in the hero list because of the redemption story. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't start that way, but his death actually, you know, it mattered when you got to that point. It was very, very well done, I thought. Okay, so what are we, eight now, nine? Nine, round nine. nine. There's one that I'm surprised is still there. Maybe I'm not, actually, and I'm still not going to make that pick here. I am taking... I'm going to take Shuri Mm. from Black Panther. She was one of my picks later on. That's good stuff. I like that character. I like what they could maybe do with that character. And she was sort of the one that you weren't necessarily expecting to be a big deal and was. You expected Danae Guerrero to, to have a sure. big role and certainly Chadwick and, and Michael B. Jordan. But I think that Letitia Wright really stood out in the right kind of ways. Stole the show in, in a lot of respects. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I would say that most of these picks I've had so far have been picks that I've really kind of enjoyed on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I and as as I'm looking at the list and the list is starting to collapse somewhat, I'm 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 starting to look at value in a different way. Like what do they mean? So I'm gonna take a pick on a superhero that actually is a keeper of a of an infinity stone. And that's Vision. I th- I actually was staring at it on as you were talking. I'm like, he's about to take Vision. The Mind Stone. I'm gonna go Vision there. I don't like Vision. I don't like how they've how they've utilized Vision. I don't. Like I said to someone, like I don't care if he comes back, you know, after yeah. Infinity War. It's, but he has worth there, and I, I that's my pick. Yeah, I'm fine with that, especially at this point. Sure. Like if this is a top five pick or like a fifth round pick, I would be wondering what's wrong with you. Yeah. But understandably, I'm going to um, take the second female on my draft list. Yep. I bet you I know what this is, and I like this girl. She's kind of a badass. I want Valkyrie. Hmm. I like that pick. That's not where I thought you were going okay. exactly, but I like that pick. She's now the king. New Asgard. Yes. And Tessa Thompson, who's then also going to stick around with Chris Hemsworth for Men in Black as well. So both of them playing the two leads in Asgard and the two leads in Men in Black, which I just never cared for that franchise. Really? I tried to get into it. I just I like Will Smith, and I really like Tommy Lee Jones a lot, and I like Rip Torn, and just something about it is just unapproachable. When I went and saw the first one, I saw it on Broadway in New York when I was in the middle of the cross-country trip with my friend right after graduating high school. And I was just like, man, this is not what I hoped it was going to be. (laughs) Okay, so now it's my turn again. Remember, there are wild card selections. If you haven't watched the TV shows, it's going to make it hard to pick one of them. Um, But there's some good ones, as a matter of fact. I'm thinking about taking one here. But I'm risking something if I do that, and I don't want to be this guy. I don't want this to happen. I think the, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna risk leaving the wild cards alone. I'm taking Korg right now. 
Korg is off the board. Korg has brought me too much joy. That's exactly what Doug said. <laughs> See you later, new Doug. <laughs> I remember you and I texting each other after trying to think of the name of the, the guy. It was the name of the it was guy. Because screening and there was no plot out the there funny, to see. The funny thing about the, the, the delivery of that line was, was, was the name was funny. You know, like, what was the name? And it was Doug. That's exactly what Doug said. <laughs> see you later, new Doug. <laughs> yeah. Love Korg. It's just a great character you never saw coming. Nope. <sighs> okay. Man, I could make an argument for so many of these over the one that I'm looking at. And yet, I look at all these others that I'm looking at, and I'm thinking, they they don't belong either. So I'm I'm, going to pick someone who... I don't know, maybe maybe the 10th round's too early for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Agent Colson. I don't think it's I don't think it's too early at all, not at all. I've, I'm kind of be honest. I'm kind of surprised he's still sitting there. Right? Yes, I, I thought he could have gone earlier. I think that you know, in terms of storyline, you know, his sacrifice is is really kind of what gelled the Avengers. What was what was ever the what was ever the explanation for the fact that he was still alive in, in Agents of Shield? Do we know what was that? I don't know. I need to watch Agents of Shield. We've yeah. discussed that before. Yeah. Um, I liked him. Plus, Clark Gregg's awesome. Yeah, I think he's a great actor. And um, you know, characters likable. Phil Coulson. No, I have no problem with Phil Coulson at all. Pain. All right, guys, laugh if you want, but I'm doing it right here. It's too late. Too late. Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is it. off the board. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's amazing she's still on the board. Yeah, because, I mean, that danged old Carol Danvers. So I'll take her, and I'll trade you a pack of smokes. <laughs> and her mean old And dog. a big uh, fun-sized bag of Funyuns and a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> or a jar of molasses. <laughs> Carol Danvers, famous molasses. All right. Now you really have to start to think. Because now you're kind of getting into guys that have not had much screen time or ones that have been in one film or something to that effect. And we've even had a few of those picks already. Mm. Mm. I will go wild card and take Wilson Fisk from Daredevil. I had my eye on that one. That's a good one. I don't know if you watched it, but the first season of Daredevil was great and a lot of fun. Uh, subsequent series, well, third one was okay. The second one's they tried to do too much and it didn't work, but D'Onofrio's performance as Kingpin is real good and it's a shame that it never actually that that could have happened in in major motion pictures and it would have been a killmonger situation all right 11th round 11th round let's see do i have i have one female out of 10 picks and the one female i pick doesn't even have superpowers yeah she's pepper pots I think I think when you're you know when you're talking about I think I know where you're going too. I think I think if 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 you're looking for a sidekick yep a partner yep yeah it yep. doesn't hurt if they have some understanding of quantum theory. Mhm. Hope Van Dyne, mm-hmm. the wasp. Not bad to look at either. No. No. Not bad to look at Kate. All right, I am going to take um, my third consecutive female in my draft. I think I know where this one is too. Um, I've got I'm torn between a couple of picks, but uh, I have Black Panther, and Black Panther needs a Koye. Yeah. All right, no problem with that. 
I guess this is the sequence in Endgame where women are selected. Well, it's just like in the NFL draft. When right, corner offensive linemen are being taken right now. Yeah, there's a run. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of different women that I could look at right now. Mm. I'm going to take Gamora here. All right. Enjoy the performance, and if she's Gamora, she can't be an avatar. That's right. So that's the other benefit of this. Yes. I like it. And I've got Gamora and Nebula Screw on my side. Avatar. So I've got the sisters. That's good stuff. I think the female run continues here. Uh-oh. Yep. Um, couldn't have been happier with how Endgame ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're doing here. Yeah, me too. And I think when you go back and you watch Captain America, who was my number one overall pick, uh, and how that started and how that progressed and how they wrapped him up. I think you can't have Cap without Peggy Carter. Yep, there and you go. get Agent Carter, too. That's right. That's right. Get, the, get the series as well. I like it. No problem with it at all. My 12th round pick, I can say in three words. I am Groot. Mm. I still don't know why we paid Vin Diesel to do that voice. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to understand that. Budget was already much high cheaper, enough. too, yeah. yeah. I want to say they paid him like $5 million to do the voice of Groot. It's oh, like, wow. really? I could have done that for a lot cheaper, Marvs. Yeah. Well, this list is really thinning Just out burning now. burning money, aren't we? It is thinning out. There's one on here that won't get drafted that I'm going to give like respect to after the draft is over. Hmm. I think I know who you're going to pick on that. I, I think I'm in your head on that one. You may be. I'll tell you after you You may be. show respect. I'll let you know if, if, if I was right or wrong. Um, is this 13th, 13th round? Is it 13? Yeah. I will go with my second wild card and take Jessica Jones. I had her on my list. First season of Jessica Jones is the best of the Marvel television stuff that Netflix did, by far. Love the villain as well, but I've only taken you can only take two from the wild card, so I can't take that guy. And I almost did. It was between him and, and Fisk. But those two villains really helped make those two shows. But I think Kristen Ritter's performance, the darkness of Jessica Jones, really looked like after the first season of Daredevil and especially the first season of Jessica Jones, you were going to see good things, but Netflix made the mistake of feeling they, they had to fill a full season instead of doing like eight episodes. So there was filler that didn't need to exist that made those shows more exhausting than they otherwise would have been. But there we go. So I've just taken, what, two women in a row at least. So I said early on that Iron Man would have been my number one overall pick. And even though the actors changed after the original Iron Man, it's a character that's remained throughout. Mm-hmm. And if I make this pick, then in my mind, it means that I have some of that Stark tech. I'm going to go with Rhodey, War Machine, James Rhodes. Yeah. Don Cheadle. And he was played originally by... Um, why is his name escaping me? Yes. I wanted Oh, to say, Terrence Howard. Thank you. That's right. Hustle and flow. That's correct. Really enjoyed Terrence Howard in Iron Man in that role. I, Terrence Howard's good in everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and you know, I was a little disappointed when um, when Cheadle took the role over, but I've grown to really like Don Cheadle. Cheadle's in that awesome. So, War Machine. Yep. Or Iron Patriot, whatever you want to call it. Or the Viking Experience. <laughs> in round somebody got 13, that. Thirteen. Yes. I'm going to make a wild card selection. All right. Daredevil. All right, yeah. I like it. It's a good pick. He was really good. It was a good performance from somebody you really had never seen do much of anything. Are those still on Netflix? I don't know that they pulled down what was already there. All right, so should I? Should I think the first season. I'm going to admit, I've not seen any of them. I really like. Yeah, they're good. I really enjoyed the first season and the third season of Daredevil, and the first season of Jessica Jones was terrific. Really good. Luke Cage was up and down. Iron Fist is not worth watching in any way. I would probably take, like, May Parker before I would take Iron Fist. (laughs) 
<laughs> not just because it's Marissa Tomei. Not because of that. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Okay. Round 14. Boom, boom, mm. boom, boom, boom. Mm. You could make almost any... Yeah, you can make an argument here. ...any argument that you want at this point because the people that are left relatively watered down, but there are some who are really important to storylines that, yes. uh, you know, maybe they don't fit in the... I'm going with another female. I'm going to take Maria Hill. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've already got Nick Fury. Yep. So you... And Maria Hill, even though she wasn't, like, constantly on screen, she played important roles when she was. Yes. And, and especially here, it's a value pick. Yeah, yeah. A character that continued to appear, even though you kind of thought maybe they're done with that yeah. character. Yeah. And, you know, Kobe Smulders. Yes, sir. How I Met Your Shield Agent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one has history. That one has history. That one is history. Yeah, about to say. Um, I'm waiting for that line. Yeah, thank you. Um, wow, okay. I mean, there there are some... See, I don't want to do that. There are some characters that I liked from a visual standpoint that mm-hmm. just did nothing. Mm-hmm. Just did nothing. Mm-hmm. So I Looks m- like Tarzan plays like Jane. Yeah. I mean, I just remember seeing the character I'm thinking about. I remember seeing him on screen and thinking, that's an imposing looking character. But Only to see him stand there in one place like Drax for an hour. did nothing for me. Um, you know what? I'm vaguely familiar. I'm going to go wild card. I'm vaguely familiar with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go uh, Carl Lucas. All right. Luke Cage. Not to be confused with Johnny Cage. Luke Cage was also a decent contributor in Jessica Jones's first season. That's where the Luke Cage character came from. So, at least on screen, that's where it came from. So, that's a good one. Okay, uh, round 14 for me. I'm going bad guy. I need a third world badass that does some tech and tears some stuff up. I'm going uh, Mickey Rourke's character Whiplash here. Oh, Whiplash. It's like you would have been married to Carol Danvers. <laughs> so we've made it to the 15th and final round. Yep. Yes, we there have. are going to be some names that are left. Who is our Mr. or Mrs. Irrelevance? Mm. Yeah, but there's going to be a lot of people that are more irrelevant than the last person to take. <laughs> yes. Of course, that's true in every draft. Uh, okay. I'm going to go villain. and I'm going to go somebody that was just in one film again that I was just really happy with the performance, and that was Vulture in Homecoming mm. with Michael Keaton, yeah. Adrian Toomes. Agreed. Really appreciated that performance. And thus completes my draft, leaving some people I wish I could have taken. All right. Who's some first pagers here that I've... I don't think I'm going to make the pick. I, I keep looking at something and I want to make the pick, but I also think that that pick is going to be your honorable mention that you kind of said earlier. Hmm. This person's not going to be picked, but they need a shout out. So I'm not going to leave that. I'm going to put a star beside it so I can tell you later, like I'm on the same page as you. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't select that person, then I'll give them a shout out. Hmm. So a lot of circular reasoning there to buy myself some time. <laughs> Wow. I mean, we really are scraping the bottom of the barrel on some of these. Yep. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Howard Stark. Okay. I like that. Uh, You know, just in terms of um, overarching storylines and where he appeared and mm-hmm. how he started things and how he appears in Endgame and kind of helps tie everything together, I think Howard Stark is, is befitting of a draft pick. Sure. 
I really like this role in Endgame. I like Slattery playing the role, and yes. Dominic Cooper plays it in Agents of Shield. And right. It's good. All right, I'm going to finish mine up with um, a person. I don't know if you guys will laugh at me for taking this person to round uh, pick 15 or not, but Quicksilver's just sitting there. Yeah. And I'm I taking mean, Quicksilver. He, I mean, I he didn't get it. a long run, but, but he sacrificed yes. himself. There's a lot of uh, honor in that. There is. All right, so so here's what I think, and and you tell me this is this is your podcast, but I don't. I think we've gone so long now, do people even know who we picked? Yeah, I think we should go back through. So, it. so let's do this in order. You you do one, I do my one, and we just name names. Yeah, mm-hmm. we go bullet point style. One 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 two yeah. two two three 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 four four four. Like, hope I can remember the order because I just. Oh, did you not? Have, okay, I didn't write them like in order. Well, boo. I took, I just abbreviated, I did y'all's initials, what round, and I checked them off the list, and then I did my own. Oh, okay. I kept up with my picks here and did my own list there. Oh, look at you. I've done a little draft work with Coach Dave McGinnis I by see that you have. I put your initials next to the ones you took and okay. highlighted mine. What do you just want to do? Do you want to give all, all 15 of yours? Sure. Is that easier? Let's yeah. do that. I took <clears throat> Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Nick Fury, Nebula, Rocket, Gamora, Maria Hill, Korg, (laughs) Shuri, Killmonger, Vulture, Kingpin, and Jessica Jones. With the second pick, I took Captain America, Spider-Man, Thanos, Peter Quill, Star-Lord, Falcon, Doctor Strange. By the way, Falcon, I also get the new Captain America. Doctor Strange, Pepper Potts, Drax the Destroyer, Vision, Dr. Phil. I'm glad you drafted me, Brian. He does not have a dra- Dr. Phil Coulson Agent, here. Agent Phil Coulson, The Wasp, Hope Van Dyne, Peggy Carter, War Machine, Rhodey, uh, Luke Cage, and Howard Stark, father of one Anthony Tony Stark. And right. with the third picks in this deal, I finished up the draft by drafting the Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner, over uh, one in with my first pick, and then Black Panther, Loki, Hawkeye, Bucky Brooks, the uh, Bucky Barnes, the uh, Winter Soldier, Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch, Obadiah Stane, Yondu Udanta, Valkyrie, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, yeah. Okoye. Groot, Daredevil, Whiplash, Quicksilver. My favorite is that you took both Clint Barton and Carol Danvers. Yeah. So you did. I'm a man of the people. He did. Clint's still in the clink for saucing up on a Sunday. Yeah. And, and that's what Carol Danvers is telling people. <laughs> From her podcast, The Smoking Porch. No, she uh, doesn't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking through a tin can. With string. Yes. Talking through a like a slat in the fence. Okay, yes. so you said earlier there was there was one. There could actually be two, but there's one that he was one just that in st- one film that I really liked. Stood out to you, yeah. and and you said he he kind of needed a, an honorable mention because mm-hmm. you didn't feel like he'd be picked. No, I knew he would be picked. I have a I have a feeling though. I'm not. I'm starting to wonder now that you've said what you've said. If it's the same person, I mean, you're probably thinking. Are you thinking it's Favreau? That's who I'm thinking. No, that I actually just thought about that. But just in terms of a shout-out for a performance, the best part of Captain Marvel was Talos's, Talos, was Ben Mendelsohn. Good point. Who is a fantastic actor. Oh, he's, he's the only thing that made Bloodline worth watching. Have you ever seen Bloodline? No. Netflix original? No, I've not. Three seasons of it? It's fantastic. I would highly recommend it. it. I mean, he was great in it. But I loved that character going from... The thing I liked about Captain Marvel was that you thought that the... Scroll were the villains. Mm-hmm. Turned out they were not. And Mendelssohn had a family, and you met the family, and he was funny as hell yeah. when they got down to Earth, and they were yep. like having that deal with like his associates that were yeah. just buffoons. Right. I just really enjoyed Slurping that. Slurping out of the straw. And, yeah. I just I just enjoyed that performance a lot. I, I don't know that I would have enjoyed Captain Marvel very much at all had it not been for that part of the story. He was very similar to me to Michael Rooker in Guardians 2 in that that character really well-rounded itself and evolved within the process of the movie in a way I didn't necessarily expect, and it made it a lot better. 
But yes, I agree about Favreau also. Favreau was my thought, and so I was wrong. But at the same time, I looked at it and I thought, I don't know anybody's taking Happy Hogan. But if yeah. we're looking at it from a standpoint of the the actor, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, so much of the MCU really, because of, of his directorial debut of the MCU and directing Iron Man, so much of the success of the MCU really kind of falls at uh, really at the feet of, of, of John Favreau and the tone and the style and the setup for what kind of became the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What would be very interesting is to redo this if indeed the multiverse opens up and the X-Men and Deadpool and all of those characters also weave themselves into the larger universe. And have a redraft? Yes. Because some picks that we just made absolutely wouldn't get made. No. In that case at all. Sure. Yeah. When you when you start including the Wolverines and the Deadpools. Oh, and God. The, you know. I mean, there's, yeah. We're not, yeah. we're not taking, we're not even considering taking, you know. Right. Howard Stark. I mean, you know, there's I mean, we're minutes. still taking Korg, but we're not taking. <laughs> right. Right. So 15, so I don't even know how you declare a winner. I think we're all winners. Yeah, I think they're all pretty dang good drafts. Yeah. We all, I think we all won. They all had their positives. They all had ones where you'd be like, yeah, I wouldn't have you taken that, really, but I like that. You know who really won? The person that listened to this podcast. You won. Wow. That might and, be the corniest crap I've ever heard in my life. I'll follow up the corny crap by saying don't listen to this one first if you haven't subscribed to the Pop 6 That's because right. you have to listen to last week's episode where we went about an hour and 43 minutes on Endgame and the Marvel Universe in and of itself. But you're the real winner. You listening right now. Champions I appreciate you subscribing life. to the podcast until now. I understand your motion now. It's been nice knowing you. <laughs> Fantastic. This is fun. We should have more drafts. See you later, new Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you next week.